Hello and welcome to the Persephone program for February 17th. Today is February 17th, 2021, the very first Saturn Uranus square. Um, I don't want to say that this is the beginning of 2021 because I think that uh, 2021 is <laughs> has already begun. But I think that we're going to begin to see things moving a lot faster um, after today. And um, that some of the big themes of 2021 are really going to become apparent uh, in the next uh, few weeks. So I have podcasted on this before, but I received many messages over the course of the last few days from different people worrying about the Saturn Uranus square and hearing about it in various Facebook groups and things like that. So I kind of like want to, you know, bring my two cents into the picture and then also give you an indication of maybe some of what to expect from this particular transit this year as it pertains to your own astrological chart. So you will need to know your chart. You will need to know where your houses are, what signs fall in your houses, or at least your rising sign. And I'll give you an indication of where this energy might fall according to the house placement based on, we'll just say whole sign, uh, whole sign placements based on your rising, okay? Or your ascendant. So today... I am finishing up my book and just letting you know, I am so beyond ready to get it out. Uh, And it's going to be out so far. The date is March 20th and I'm going to get it ready to be available to purchase March 20th. um, So you can get it then. And I hope that you do support it and support me and my journey. And um, remember that this book was also written for you. So it is also a workbook. It isn't just a story. And hopefully it'll give you some um, points to contemplate in regard to what astrology essentially is. And so after that's done, I'm going to be able to do a lot more from the podcast, a lot more recording. I will be immediately recording it on Audible. So it'll be available on Kindle. The actual book itself will be available and also the Audible. Uh, audible book or the audiobook. So yay. Hope you like it. There's a lot of heavy duty shit in it. So um, get ready. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I hope that it helps and doesn't hurt. So anyway, today, back to today. So I was taking a look at the chart of the day and um, where we have the very first um, aspect of this three-pronged square aspect. Now, you know, my mom had always taught me that when you have outer planets, and I'd say from Saturn on out, when you have outer planets transit, they typically do it three times. Could be, you know, Uranus-Pluto, you know, Saturn-Uranus. We had recently a Uranus-Pluto transit in the last 10 years. They'll, they'll They'll hit it three times with the idea of the first being um, a theme or event that needs to be processed, okay? Because 
these energies represent forces. The planets are energetic forces at work or at play in consciousness, okay? And these forces have something to do together. The square aspect particularly is about creativity, you know, friction. And from that comes something new. So there's a big focus here on, um, you know, the extraordinary meeting our ordinary life and something really massive happening. So we have the event occurring somewhere around this time period. Our second square will be June 14th. And I want to say that the very first square, today's square is at seven degrees Aquarius. I'll get into today's astrology in just a second. The second one, circle your calendars, June 14th, that'll be at 13 degrees Aquarius. So remember if you have any planets in the fixed signs specifically uh, of Taurus, Leo, Scorpio, and Aquarius, in and around seven degrees, you'll be able to feel something happening right now. So any planets that are like within, you know, I would say like probably like four or five degrees of seven. So from, you know, two degrees of the Taurus, Leo, Scorpio, Aquarius to, you know, up to about 13, you should feel something happening in your life some theme begins to arise, whether it is within your own psyche, that is within your own unconscious or subconscious, or whether it actually is externalized by something happening. Um, you know, often this kind of astrology is really literal. Look at what's happening in your life right now, okay? And then I'll get back to, um, you know, the entire cycle in, in just a bit too, because, there was a big Uranus-Saturn cycle that is a 45-year-long cycle that started in 1988. And that was when Saturn and Uranus was conjunct. And it was in Aquarius Sagittarius. And this particular cycle will end in 2032. But the first square of the cycle occurred at around the year 2000, beginning of 2000. And then the opposition between 2008 and 2010. Now they were in different signs, so we had different types of things happening, but if you look at those years as sort of pivotal years in your life, you'll see that this one might also be, okay? If anything happened to you in those years that was pivotal, like for sure for me, um, geez, I got married in, I met someone in 88, married him in 89, um, when the conjunction started in 2000, I had my second son. And then during the opposition between 2008 and 2010, um, I left a really pivotal job. So anyway, there was a lot going on for me. So June 14th is the second square. We have, we'll have three impactful squares. The first one is now. Now we have the issue, okay? This issue will be able to be processed and by June 14th, you'll be actively dealing with it as it comes back again at 13 degrees. And then finally, on December 24th, we'll have the final square also at 11 degrees, um, which will be integration. Now, the reason why it's going back and forth is because of the retrogrades. So we'll have retrograde Jupiter 
and um, we'll have retrograde Uranus and we'll have retrograde Saturn in this year. So what does it all mean? What does all this mean? I mean, you're listening to the Persephone program for a reason and you want to learn about what's happening astrologically. You want to listen to maybe what I have to say about it. Um, these are these are pivotal times that we live in, and this year is very different. You're going, we're going to see um, a path, a path arise, perhaps to freedom. Now. The planet Saturn, archetypally, has connections with restriction, structure, repression. Um, it connects to the idea of limits, of constraint, um, of uh, challenges, of things that constrict, that separate, um, things that ha are of authority. Uh, difficulties, um, karma, uh, consequences, commitment, responsibility, but it also connects to authority, wisdom, harvest, things like that. So if you think of Saturn as like a curmudgeon old man, I always call him Mr. Miyagi as a force, um, we have this force up against Uranus. And Uranus is very different than Saturn. Saturn, we have observed for millennia, or as long as we have even, you know, had astrology because it is visible by the, um, the physical eye. But Uranus was discovered in 1781, so it is the first of the outer planets, and it represents something really different. It has a multi-level um, kind of feel to it. It is both connected to the idea of space and the sky and technology through the Greek mythic fi figure of Uranus, which was Saturn's father. And he was the, the sky god. He was the god of the sky who married um, Gaia, the earth, and part of the Greek creation myth. But there's another connection to Uranus, which is more connected to kind of the myth of Prometheus, the idea of invention, of rebellion, um, of um, things that are new, um, teaching, uh, new ways. Um, these types of ideas are very focused on Uranus. But more than anything else, it's like this, this time of like great progress through you know, technology and new invention. And that is kind of bumping up against, you know, the, the old guard. Now, freedom, the idea of freedom is a big theme in the world right now. And what's interesting is that you'll see this across the entire, the entire world. We have issues of autocratic uh, government whether it's China, um, I think it's happening in Europe, it's certainly happening in South America, it's happening in Asia, um, outside of China too, where these governments, you know, not that there haven't always been autocratic governments, but there have been a recent, um, I guess, focus, interest, and consolidation of power in different types of individuals and organizations 
And then there has been the idea of the people and the youth and the rebel and stuff like that. And that's, if you think about it like that, that's the two forces of Saturn and Uranus. So we have that going on. And right now, as we speak, we have Saturn um, at seven degrees, Aquarius, Mercury at 11, Jupiter at 14, Venus at 20, and the sun is the very last degree today at 29 degrees of Aquarius. So we have one, two, three, four, five, five planets in Aquarius, um, five traditional planets in, in Aquarius. And then we have this grouping, and today it's the moon, um, Uranus, uh, and Mars all in Taurus. And so it's a big group of Aquarius, Taurus, Aquarius, Taurus. Very, very interesting. Um, what is happening? What is going on? Now, what's also interesting, too, is that Saturn and Uranus are square, but both these two planets have rulership over the sign of Aquarius. So it really is kind of about consolidating and integrating the two factors. That is structure and freedom. Okay, if you just think about it like that, structure and freedom. They don't really, is that opposite? It is kind of. But Uranus is also freedom from the known in order for something new to come, which is essential in life, right? We always have change and, and metamorphosis in order to allow ourselves to be ever new, you know, water to, for water to not stagnate. Um, so this is really important. And this is a very dynamic energy that is clashing, but it's also um, kind of grinding and sp making sparks. And these sparks are, are creative sparks that can light a fire um, under the old guard. Now, at the same time, this is all happening too. We have, I want to also mention, we have Neptune in Pisces, which is um, sextiling Pluto still in, um, in Capricorn um, and also late degree Mars. So we have these like really interesting um, and Mars is trining Pluto. So we have this interesting element of the clash between the old and the new, between freedom and structure. And then we have this Piscean sort of like disil disillusionment in this the collective, as well as illusion, both disillusion and illusion. So there's this idea of like, and I've been talking about this for like a couple years, there's the idea of like, what is, what is true and what isn't? North node in Gemini too. What is truth? Opposing the south node in Sagittarius. The north node is our Dharma, our Tao, where we must go, what, the things that we need to cultivate. We need to cultivate facts rather than belief systems. And that's really hard to do when you have Neptune in Pisces making everything all shimmery. Even people that are very rational are like, I don't even know what's true. You know, I mean, I, I was just talking with a guy who was working in our house and he was like, People say this about the other people say that about COVID. I don't even know. I, you know, I don't know what to do. It's really confusing right now. Um, but ground yourself in to what is true as well as what you feel galvanized intuitively to change. 
So things will come up in your life, especially if you have lots of planets or angles, that is the first, the cusp of the first house, your ascendant, your fourth house, your seventh house, or your 10th house in the fixed signs of Taurus, Leo, Scorpio, and Aquarius, okay? So you're really going to experience this transit at a personal level if you have those um, personal planets between sun uh, to, you know, sun, moon, Mercury, Venus, Mars, between six to 14 degrees of the fixed signs, your angles of your chart, you're really going to, you're going to find it. Okay. So what are you going to expect in the collective? There's a lot going on. I just mentioned there's, there is, and will be civil unrest this year. This is important in order for new growth to happen. It's not something to be scared of. It's something to know about. And it's something to observe in your own life because if you want to use astrology effectively, you use it to become more aware of yourself and your own connectivity to the entire all that is, the universe, right? You are connected. Everything is connected. And when you use astrology from that standpoint of awareness, you see how there is this corresponding intelligence that the universe seems to um, be filled with intention and intent and intelligence. And it's very interesting and amazing. So where do you need to break free and where can you find insight? Okay. Now, I do think that Saturn and Uranus could easily be you know, the, our current government against a rebellion government. Okay. It could certainly function like that. Although, you know, Donald Trump and his ilk is not particularly Uranian. He isn't. And I do think that progress and the ideas and ideals of the Aquarian age, that is egalitarianism and, and, um, the work uh, of the government for the people instead of for self, you know, interest. That is a big piece of what we are moving into. So whoever is trying to hold on to power, um, you know, for the few, that I think is going to hopefully, you know, be dismantled, but it will take time. Okay. And meanwhile, we have this situation where we have all of these people who don't even know what is true and who have unfortunately been fed a lot of illusion and delusion. So what to expect right now? Okay, the first quarter, the first quarter of this year, a big struggle between conservatism and and um, and the, uh, the desire to kind of destruct, you know? Um, in the second quarter, I think that we'll see something. We'll see more like activity. We'll see protests. We'll see laws. We'll see things really move forward. And I do really think that that will give us like a strong um, indication of what is winning. Okay. So the fight may be, uh, you know, up against us right now with some extremist energy, but we'll see that I think ultimately the people will win that is the voice of the people, the voice of the masses. Uh, and there is, you know, there will be a small percentage that is the 
the um, the quantity and they will win. Um, and I do think that it will be the the progressives, but we'll do we'll see we'll see we'll see protests regardless. And um, I think that that'll be really an interesting fact. What we're really looking at is a realignment of power, you know, for the people. And um, you know, it's it has it has to be hard won. It has to be won through struggle because we all need to participate in this. And sometimes people need the struggle in order for them to truly break free of the illusion, you know? Kind of similar to how the butterfly needs the struggle through the cocoon in order for its wings to be primed. There's something about, you know, the experience of the state of most people's consciousness that they things need to get hard, you know, before they um, get better. They, people need to hit rock bottom, that kind of thing. Not, I'm not saying that we're going to hit rock bottom, but I do think there's going to be a really interesting struggle, and it's very active. Um, but I do think that COVID um, will will uh, dissipate throughout the year. Um, there's going to be a lunar eclipse coming up um, uh, May 26th and a solar eclipse on June 10th, and we'll see some real... Um, interesting, interesting work, you know, at that time, uh, I think that will push us into, um, you know, the rest of the year. So for those of you that are, say, an Aquarius ascendant, let me kind of run through what to expect. Okay, this is a huge year for you. Okay, if you have an Aquarius sun or Aquarius ascendant, right now, you are so so galvanized to make tremendous changes in your life. And um, you know that you have to take responsibility for yourself. There's that Saturn, but the opportunities are also appearing. There's that Jupiter, you know, the last few months, you've really felt like, oh, wow, I can finally do this. Okay. Um, But you are up against, you know, um, what could I say? You know, changes. You know, there's changes in, um, you know, in your life. There's changes in your home environment. Um, there's changes in your um, where you're going. All of that, and you're gonna have to deal with the, I guess, almost the particularities. You know, of those of those things. So. For instance, um, you know, if you are, say you want to like, you know, completely change your, I don't, I don't want to use the word career because I'm not really sure that it's career that you're changing right now, but you really want to live a new lifestyle, okay? You're going to have to maybe move out of the city or move out of the suburbs and maybe you want to move to the woods, you know, and that means that you're going to have to plan. You're going to have to, you know, find a house. You're going to have to do the work. And sometimes that work is hard and sometimes that work means that you're going to have to, um, you know, give up certain types of things. And that might be hard for you. So you're going to be feeling some friction between, um, you know, the foundation of, of who you are and, you know, where you, the things that you know that you need to do, putting down new roots, you know, the idea of having to like plant, um, you know, using that analogy that we do, you know, of having to plant the seeds of a new future for yourself. That's what you're going to have to do. And that's hard sometimes. 
That can be backbreaking work, you know, planting, sowing your, your rows, you know, planting your seeds, fixing up your old house. But these are the types of things that are really, um, that, that can create a sustainable and amazing new life for yourself. So Aquarius, it's all about you. Get rid of the baggage. Maybe you just want to like, you know, buy a van and just travel the world right now. That's very folk that I could see that happening for Aquarius. Um, but new changes in regards to how you live and work and be are very favored, you know? So I started with Aquarius. That's so interesting. Um, I guess we could just go backwards then. Um, let's, well, what we'll do is we'll do Pisces and Aries. We'll do it like that. So if you have a Pisces ascendant, you have, um, a big focus really on your subconscious unconscious and your healing deep, you know, opportunities to heal the ways that you have been, I guess, sabotaging yourself. Okay. Think about it. What have you been doing that has been self undoing? What are the things that you have been thinking about or the ways or modes that you have been behaving that are self-fulfilling prophecies, you know? Um, what are the ways that you can begin to almost like condition your mind to think about new and positive focuses that can bring you into deeper levels of self-expression and creativity? It's really like the world is this potential matrix for you, okay? And Pisces, you're incredibly massively creative and beautiful soul, but often you victimize yourself and it is time for you to see how you do that and to understand that, you know, people are fortunate and lucky because they believe themselves to be. And I believe is Pisces keyword and motto. So now it's time for you to plant the seeds of belief deep within your own inner self and work on it. Therapy is great. Um, Neuro-linguistic programming, journaling, communicating, telling your story, getting out there. That's for you, Pisces. Okay. For Aries, um, we see a big focus between uh, your friends, groups, organizations, and community, and your resources. So for you, there might be, it might be time for like a revolution in regards to, you know, who's around you, who is your support system, what your support systems are. Are they your friends and your unemployment? What, you know, what can you do to break free from old ways of being, this is for Aries, Aries Ascendant, that like you have felt dependent on, you know, like for instance, you've had this job for a long time that maybe you don't like, or, you know, maybe you've been getting by on child support and it's time for you to take control of your finances. Some things may land in your lap, but this is going to be hard for you. It also may be hard for you to let go of the friends and community and organizations that you felt 
dependent on for most of your life. But that also is favored. You need to have a revolution in your resources, both personal by friends and groups and community, like the people you're hanging out with, and also financial. Take charge of your own life. And that's not easy, right? Because probably your friends are telling you, oh, you can't do that. Or, or, or maybe you, you know, maybe you just feel that you can't. Maybe you need to hang out with new people that say, yes, you can do this instead of not. You know, Taurus, 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 damn. So like everything is changing. If you have a Taurus ascendant, wow, you know, um, there's a lot going on in your life. And, you know, this is like the entire structure of where you are going, your vocation, your next direction, and how you also, you know, kind of similarly to what I was talking about, the Aries, like how, how are you presenting yourself to the world? You know, how, you, you know, you may have carved a, a nice deep rut in the world. Like, here's my job. This is who I am. Here's my friends. This is my life. This is, you know, how I deal with shit. And it's just been like that for a long time. Well, you are never going to get another Uranus transit across your ascendant in your lifetime. Uranus takes a long time, more than a hundred years to transit. This is an opportunity for you to gain, gain tremendous insight to do the things that you haven't ever dreamed that you could do. And it's time. So you, you know, you're being forced to by the universe. So you might as well jump to it, but it could also be that like, you know, you're resistant to it or, you know, maybe you think maybe part of you is just like, you know what? I I don't want to work anymore. You know, I don't want to. I don't want to go to that job every day. I want to do something entirely different. I want to be a podcaster. I want to write a book. I want to see if I can, you know, um, you know, live in a van by the river. Whatever you want to do, that's kind of what you should do right now because you've never had a better time. The universe is really supporting that. But that within your own psyche, because of that clash, you're going to be like, I can't do this. I can't do this. You know, you're gonna be constantly self, you know, judging. And there's gonna there's friction between the different aspects of yourself, wanting security and not, going back and forth. Play with that. Hold both those two together. You know, try one out if you hadn't before. Try it out and see how's it how it go how it goes for you. This is the perfect year to do the things that you maybe never dreamed that you could. So go for it. Just go for it. You know, no regrets. Okay. So with Gemini, um, we have a situation now where... With Gemini, we have a situation where we have um, Uranus transiting through the 12th house. This is for Gemini Ascendant. And then we have um, Aquarius in the ninth. So this is like a clash between how you want to expand and also how um, you... I'm going to use the word self-sabotage, Uranus in the 12th house, like how you self-sabotage. Um, 
what can you do to make your worldview expand? We also have the transiting North Node in Gemini right now. It's really important that you change your way of thinking uh, in order for you to transcend some of the old patterns of maybe, you know, negative thought or like self-sabotage and then expand yourself into new horizons. Similarly to uh, Pisces, like there's an idea here of you using your mind to expand your world. It all starts with your belief systems, okay? And with Gemini, you have a tendency to want to know every single detail, like life has an instruction manual and you want to know what part A fits with part B and C and then what to do next. And it's really kind of more about your imagination than anything else and understanding where you can intersect that which you desire by focusing positively on expanding your world and making that happen, um, then having to know every step of the way. Cultivate the energy of the tarot card, the fool, okay? The idea of being open on your journey. Um, this is an important year for you too, Gemini, because of the nodes of the moon. It's important because you have the opportunity to become something more, to fall, to step into your Tau, which is the north node of the moon, your, um, your way. So for Cancer, um, what's really nice is that a lot of the pressure, the pressures that ha were present in the last several years <laughs> with all that Capricorn energy, um, Cancer Ascendant, Cancer uh, Sun, but especially Cancer Rising, you know, things are going to open up for you and you're going to have more opportunity. You know, all that wonderful Aquarius energy, um, especially Jupiter and Saturn in your eighth house is like, okay, both opportunity for you to be supported from outside of your salary, from your partner, um, from bonuses, from loans, from whatever it is that you need to make your dreams come true, that's possible, which is kind of exciting, you know? Um, I think that it's also possible for you too, uh, to um, clash a little bit with uh, with your friends and environment or, or to see that you can create new communities, maybe even, you know, with transiting Uranus, you know, in your 11th, maybe it's like going online and finding a whole new community to support you. You know, um, there's a lot of tremendous opportunity. It's a growth time for you. You know, it's, things are easier. Um, and you'll begin to feel lighter uh, throughout this year, even with the clash, you know, even with the, the worry that you might have about your friends and your lovers supporting you, you still need to make that happen by just committing yourself. Like, get out of your shell a little bit, Cancer, okay? Don't be such an introvert. Um, tell people what you want. Ask for what you need. So Leo, like Taurus and Aquarius, big 
pretty big year for Leo Ascendant too, because we have this tremendous rebirth in the place of partnerships. So if you've got Leo rising, get ready to for an experience of commitment and expansion. Um, I have a couple friends, including my son, that have a Leo Ascendant, and I'm just I'm just like, oh, I can't wait to hear their announcement of that they're in a relationship. Now, it's not going to be easy. It's not going to be perfect because no relationships are. As my mother said, that's why Saturn is exalted in Libra, Michelle. It Relationships are hard work, but they're worth it. So it's time to commit. Okay. It's time to commit. But there's parts of you that me, you know, that don't want to because you don't want to change and you, but you need to, you need to change. You need to move past, um, f needing to be so independent and so adored and, and, um, you know, needing to be, I remember my grandmother, she had a moon in Leo. She used to say, Michelle, you are either the adorer or the adoree in a relationship. Make sure that you are the adoree. And I just thought that was so, so like her, but, um, you know, relationships are about commitment to e giving each other, um, the things that maybe we miss in ourselves, you know, or maybe we want to cultivate in ourselves, but it really is supposed to be an egalitarian compromise oriented thing. So for you, um, Leo rising, uh, a you know, it's time for you to, to, to change many different things. You may end up changing where you live. You may end up changing how you see yourself through this relationship. The relationship will be the peace. There might be a challenge between um, being in a relationship and having a career, uh, being in a relationship and, you know, where you, these types of things are pretty typical of the challenges that arise when you find someone to commit to. But it's about committing to a partnership. Okay, it doesn't have to be romantic necessarily, but it probably will be intimate. And this is your the work of this year. Okay, and you'll begin to see it soon. Um, so for Virgos, uh, you know, kind of like Cancer, like Virgo, Virgo doesn't have it super bad right now. Um, Virgo's got some pretty good positive energy. And um, we have a, a focus here um, though on work too also, your daily work, your daily work schedule, your, um, you know, your health and wellness, the types of things that you do every day with all that Aquarian energy in your sixth house. And then we have, um, we have uh, the positive energy of expansiveness too with Uranus there where, you know, I could see, you know, someone going back, you know, if you've got a Virgo ascendant, like you're going back to school um, to study to become a nurse or a health coach, or you are um, traveling for your job and that is really expanding your world. These are the types of things that can happen for you and you'll begin to see these. Now, you know, the idea that you may have to travel or you, that you, you know, have to find new ways of um, having new experiences, new travel experiences. Maybe you're doing a lot of Zooms. I don't know. That can be challenging at times. Maybe you don't want to do it or maybe you're afraid. But again, it's what you need to focus on. It's the work that you need to do.
with Libra, lovely Libra, we have um, a lot of energy in the eighth house too of other people's money and your um, intimacy and secrecy and the things that you share deeply with others. It's a very magical and deep place. Deep soul work can be done with Libra Ascendant. Um, we also have uh, energy here that needs to be cultivated in your um, fifth house of creativity and love. And um, that there's an opportunity here for you to kind of similarly to Leo to fall in love, to learn to love and in not necessarily in a committed way, but it could also be um, through, you know, deepening your relationship to your own creative energy. Um, you know, I would say that Libra, um, Libra Ascendant, if you don't want to have a child, be careful this year um, because a lot of energy there with transiting Jupiter in your fifth house and all that energy right now for you to have one or to give birth to something creative. Um, any kind of creative work is highlighted, but don't, no matter what, try and cultivate joy um, regardless of where you're at. Um, there are always things to, you know, to, to help. And Scorpio, again, all the fixed signs are very, you know, they're very highlighted. You have this energy also in your seventh house of partnerships like Leo. We have Uranus there. We have Mars there right now, not for long, but Uranus is like making you either have, you know, I guess disruptions in your relationship or fights, or maybe you are want to break free from different ways of behaving, um, different types of structures you are in, in terms of your relationship. And then with Aquarius in your fourth house, it may have to do with like new ways for you to live, like new ways for you to, you know, you may end up like buying a new home or fixing up your home or even selling your home um, or living differently than you expected, being free to live the way that you want to live. Maybe that you decide, you know, like some others that you want to, you know, travel the world for a year and rent your house or sublet it. Um, I know it sounds crazy to say something like this in 2021, but there's a little bit of a clash maybe between that and um, and your committed relationship, but but still try and um, and see what you can do creatively to resolve any issues that you have there. So the home and the relationship um, or the one-on-one -on -one partnership is where you need to put your energy right now. See what you can do to create something new there to break up the stagnancy. So Sagittarius has, um, Sagittarius, we have the south node on your ascendant if for Sag ascendant. And that means that there's something like you have to sort of leave in order for you to move forward this year too, you have to leave behind some of your, your independence. It could be through commitment. It could be through various other things, but, um, there's a new, there's, there's a new structure in town and, um, you know, it's different, okay? There's a different daily ritual. There's different issues that might come up. They may have to do with, again, your work. Uh, it may have something to do with your, um, 
you know, even like your health, but it is an opportunity for you to address the new ways that you can grow and change yourself, okay? You you know that there are things that you need to change, you know? And sometimes you may not even know it, but the universe suddenly plops something in your head, you know, in your lap and you're like, oh, I guess I'm changing that, you know, could even be like you have a baby and I'm not necessarily saying you're gonna have a baby, but I do know a Sagittarius that just had a baby. And, um, you know, it's the for the first time, it's like you are not, you know, you will never, you're never gonna be, you know, single again. You're never gonna be as freewheeling as you are again. Um, and, you know, that's fine. You know, it's okay for some of them, but uh, it's a whole new way of, of living and growing and changing. And, um, and you know, learning to structure your mind and your thought processes and how you act and, and just learning. Say, say, like, say it is you are having a kid. You have to learn how to become... Uh, a parent. You have to learn these things, you know, and, um, and everything, cha- everything is changing. And so in order for you to do that, you have to creatively, um, come to each like decision from all of the things that are happening at a moment's notice. Like I have to do this now, and now maybe we have to do this. And, and, um, there's a lot of dynamic energy for you that's happening. That's changing where you go. And it's also okay for you to learn to be a little dependent. Okay. So Capricorn, um, Capricorn has a Capricorn ascendant. Um, Capricorn has real opportunities to also take charge of their own personal resources. Um, I know in my case, for instance, I, you know, as you guys may know, my mother passed away, my aunt passed away. I have a small bit of, I have a bit of money that I have to learn how to function. I haven't had any money in years. (laughs) You know, it's like, what do I do? I guess I have to do this with the money and I do that with the money. And, and, um, I have to take responsibility for this money. And that is so Saturn, Jupiter, you know, sun in the, the second house. I have to figure out, you know, what to do. You know, I have to get a 401k. I mean, shit, I didn't even have health insurance, you know, which is another thing I have to get. Um, so that is, that's a big focus as well as, um, You know, I've got Uranus transiting through my uh, fourth house, but it's moving into my fifth house too. It's also like creativity, cultivating joy, trying to figure out how to, you know, maybe use my resources to help further my own creative pursuits, um, to help my children. You know, that's the fifth house. So uh, that's definitely what I'm working on. And I'm not like... I mean, this energy is really strong. Uh, I recently got uh, sick with this weird allergy and it turned into this like raging eye infection and I'm on antibiotics and I'm having to take steroids. And last night, as this transit was perfecting, I was like laying awake like it was a full moon, not able to sleep, you know, probably due to the drugs in my system because I usually take nothing. And I was thinking, wow, this is just so interesting how this Uranian energy, because Uranian is very electrical energy and how it's like really affecting me. It's also within um, orb of conjuncting my North Node in Taurus. So there's a lot going on. Um, But a lot of it is like behind the scenes 
you know, for me. But I'm really feeling the like dynamic yang energy of this year already. So it's about getting out there, you know, casting off the casting off the old freedom from the known and also building structures that last that serve not just you but others so when you're doing anything this year when you're doing the work for yourself um, make sure that you always add in is this also good for my community my family myself as included you know Um, and if the answer is yes, then go for it. You know, like if you think, you know what, I do want to, you know, get rid of my condo and buy a van and travel the country, but I don't know. I mean, this seems really crazy. Is it good for me? Yes. Is it good for the environment? Yeah, maybe it is good for the environment. You know, I mean, ask yourself a few questions and go for your dreams. Use this electrical energy to ask questions as questions arise. Um, and I think that you'll do well. Thanks for listening. Um, as usual, I feel like I was babbling, but I hope that you got something out of this. And I felt, I guess, because I haven't been podcasting much that I really needed to get something down for you. And, um, you know, focus on creating an all chemical that is a fully realized and integrated, um, response to any ways that you are getting like triggered or you feel, you feel, um, galvanized, whatever right now. Okay. What are you going to do about it? Okay. So it's like, if you're worried about the country or you're worried about your job or like, what are you going to do about it? Number one, focus your energy on what you want. Always the new. Okay. Always progress forward, ever forward. So I want to thank you as always for supporting me and um, for supporting Persephone program. And I'm really hoping that you guys enjoy the book and I've been working really hard on it. And um, I really think that it's going to be good. I'm, I'm super excited about it. So uh, more later on that and have an amazing day. I want to leave you with a quote from Uranus Freedom from the Known by Jeff Green. Freedom, the ultimate goal of that electrifying power released in the moment of a thunderclap. Aha! It strikes suddenly, forcing issues into the sharp, stark glare of a noetic lightning that flashes oh so brightly, but alas, unthankfully, so fleetingly. The landscape quivers nakedly under its glare, no detail languishing out of focus, no shadow too small to stand out in stark relief. Seconds in duration, who could endure a longer dose? Such an experience requires an exponentially longer era to assimilate fully. That is the energy of Uranus. And going up against Saturn, that stark, stern father. Interesting. So observe, my friends, take note of the, of the dates, um, and, um, happy illuminating.